0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ the St. Paul, located in Monta Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. This text this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. An expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And your neighbor as yourself. And he said to them, said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to vindicate himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him and took, hit, took off, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came upon him, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, treating them with oil and wine, Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I'm a big fan of a lot of um, science fiction, as many of you know. And I've always liked The Twilight Zone. And one of the um, episodes that has always been fascinating and living up to the twilight zone scary is one that is called the monsters are due at Maple Street it starts out in a normal weekend afternoon on a suburban street a normal American suburb out of nowhere the power cuts out and when I mean that it cuts out everything cuts out. Cars weren't working. It was as if there was an electromagnetic pulse. It just kind of stopped everything. At first, the neighbors on the street are friendly towards one another, for the most part. They're helping each other out. But then, odd things start to happen. Paranoia sets in. People are becoming fearful that somewhere out there, there is a monster that is manipulating things. Someone ends up grabbing a gun and lo and behold, someone else, another neighbor, is shot and killed. Accusations and yelling start to fly and the once peaceful street descends into an all-out riot. But looking from above, there are two aliens. They're sitting in their saucer and they are pleased that their experiment has worked. They believe that this is the best way to conquer earth is to use this method block by block by block. There were monsters on Maple Street. It just so happened though that the monsters had human faces. So this text which is probably one of the more familiar passages that most people know about. What's the problem here? Well, the problem starts when Jesus enters into a conversation with a lawyer. The lawyer is coming to ask Jesus a question. Actually, he's trying to test Jesus. He asks him, what does he have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asks him what the scripture says, and he gives his answer and Jesus responds and he answers correctly. But then the teacher decides to get sneaky. He knows he is to love his neighbor as himself, but he wants to know who's the neighbor. Or to, pronounce, or to be even more precise, who doesn't he have to be a neighbor to? Who can he ignore? There is one version of scripture as I was preparing this sermon that basically interpreted this text to say he is looking for a loophole. And that's exactly in some ways what he's doing. And we all have this problem. That is the problem in our world. We might say out loud and even try to mean it that we love everyone but most of us have a breaking point. Most of us have a loophole where we don't want to help someone that might be different from us. There is a story, actually two stories, of, that took place in 2016. The first one takes place in December after the election. There was a motorist in Ohio that was stuck in the snow a gentleman comes by to offer help he gets out of the car he is ready to help the driver but then he sees a bumper sticker for President Trump the man takes a look at the bumper sticker and decides to drive off leaving the motorist (laughs) stranded He takes a picture of that car stuck in the snow and posts it on Facebook along with a message that says he doesn't support Trump supporters, rapists, trafficking or murderers, I believe in peace and harmony. Trump didn't display that. He received a number of cheers for his actions. But as I said, this was not the first time that this had happened. A few months earlier, there was a Trump supporter who actually operated a tow truck. He came by, there was someone that had been involved in an accident, a woman, and he looked and saw a sign supporting Bernie Sanders. The tow truck driver said, decided he was not going to help the person and drove off. When he was interviewed by a television station, This is what this tow truck driver said. Something came over me. I think the Lord came to me. (laughs) And he said, just get in the truck and leave. And when I got in my truck, you know, I was so proud because I felt like I finally drew a line in the sand and stood up for what I believed. We are looking for loopholes. America is a place today where we don't really like each other. It has become cliche to talk about how divided we are, especially politically. And it seems like every week there is an article by some pundit or some professor or someone somewhere that talks about the poor state of relations in America and fears that we are going to split up. Very soon, as a nation, it might seem on some level silly to worry about how people would react to seeing a bumper sticker or a sign on a car, but the thing is, is that it tells you everything that you need to know about the limits of our compassion. We want to love people, we just want to make sure that they're on the right side. In this parable, we read that the man is left for half dead, or left for dead. And as I said, some versions even say half dead. And that probably means, when they try to say that, it was that he was unconscious. So what that meant, especially to that first person who passes by, the priest, is that this person couldn't speak. And also, the man's clothes were taken, so that means he was naked. And it also meant he couldn't figure out how this man was dressed. The priest couldn't communicate with this man on the road, and for him that mattered, because if this guy was unconscious, it's hard to tell was this guy alive or not. And according to Jewish law, touching a dead body would render the priest unclean and since he couldn't talk he didn't know if he was alive or dead. And on top of that we had no idea if he was dressed the dress would also tell and indicate where he was from. Was he someone who was a friend? Was he someone who was a foe? And since again he didn't know He wasn't willing to take the chance. So he walks on by. And the same goes with the Levite. But then, the good news. The good news comes in this form of this stranger, the Samaritan. The Samaritan was considered, especially in Jewish culture, a heretic, an outsider. But it is he... That is the one that takes pity on the man and cares for him. And he does that at great risk because caring for the man means that he is responsible. And if that man on the road dies, and let's say the victim happened to be of a Jewish or even another group, they could come after the Samaritan, blaming him for the man's death. Now, normally when we talk about this, we think about the Samaritan and we think, well, we have to be like the Samaritan. There is some truth to that, but here's a twist. Some of the earliest understandings of this parable say that the Samaritan represented Jesus. Because it was Jesus that comes to the side of the road He doesn't know who this man is and takes a risk, mirroring Jesus who comes to us to risk to care for us. Jesus cares for the man even at the risk of his life, which is exactly what happens as Jesus lives among us. He dies on a cross. Jesus then, when he ends this story, turns the question around. He doesn't ask, who is my neighbor? He tells the man who was a neighbor. There are monsters on Maple Streets in our world. Problem is that the monsters are us. We are the ones. We are the ones who want to limit compassion. We are the ones who want to find out who we can be neighborly to and who we can't. The question this morning for us is will we ignore the monsters that tempt us, that keep us apart from helping the neighbor, no matter who that neighbor is? Will we stop wondering who? is who we can be a neighbor to and start asking in the mold of Jesus Christ, how can we be a neighbor? Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's f-c-c-s-a-i-n-t-p-a-u-l dot org. May God be with you in the coming week.